My wife is looking at us via my phone. She is currently hospitalized. Um, we come into the church this morning. There's a small fire. Uh, must have burned out some, I, I don't know the period of time, but once we walked in this morning, it really, as we all can smell, right? The uh, electrical, um, small electrical fire that took place. And for what it seems like that, that smell is starting to affect my throat. I walk up the steps a few minutes ago and I cut myself on something that is up on the side of the uh, stage back there where they do um, the technical stuff. But that's just life. Things just happen. And I think that it's a, a good segue in what I'm about to speak on this day. Uh, um, but before we move forward... Um, I want to go before the Lord, and if someone, I should have done it uh, before I got here, can get me just a little water that I can probably sip on as I'm <clears throat> attempting to get through what God has um, to tell us this morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, <clears throat> thank you for waking us up. I beseech you in the name of Jesus. I ask, Lord, that you... Your grace and your mercy may be present, Lord Jesus, in such a way that I'm able to speak on this day with a clear mind and a clear heart. We ask that you look across, Father God, this church on this day. Search our hearts, and according to your will, speak to us. We desperately need to hear from you. We know that there is distractions in life, distractions, Father God, that sometimes are just not in our control, but you have the first and the last word in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Step up one, as I would say about uh, last month sometime. I, be, I began basically by um, coming up on stage in an orthodox way. How many remember that? Uh, versus coming up through uh, the steps on my left, I came through the side door. It's funny because it intrigued people's mind just by the unorthodox fashion that brought me to the stage to bring forth what the Lord had in store for us. And it's funny because um, no one knew where I was. So your mind starts to run. Where's Pastor Ben? Did he, did he remember to speak? Is he in the bathroom? I mean, so many questions, I'm sure, arose. But yet that, that captured your attention. And that... Um, took me to, to speak of how God does the same, uh, has done through his scriptures, not only with us, but historically in the scriptures. We know that um, Moses, the Lord came to Moses in, a, in an awkward fashion through a, ver a burning bush. As we know that many bushes burn, but in his case, the, bur the bush wasn't 
being consumed. We also see in Numbers 22, 28 where the Lord uh, uses a donkey's mouth to speak. That's pretty orthodox, huh? Unorthodox. We also see the first submarine. First submarine was when Jonah was swallowed by a big fish, right? That was unorthodox. It was unorthodox. And that's a fashion in which the Lord speaks to us and grabs our attention so that we can pay close attention to what he wants to tell us. Well, as I was uh, sitting, let's do this. Hey, there's a story behind this picture. As I'm sitting by those steps and at work, for those that preach and teach, you know, we're constantly seeking. You know, we want to be able to birth something that the Lord gives us, and I'm struggling. I'm with a pen at hand, and I'm asking God, okay, what am I to tell the church on Sunday? And I'm fighting with this, with the thought of where is my message coming from? So as I'm sitting there near those steps, I see many people up and coming up and down those steps, many, you know, people from patients to doctors to administrators. Anyhow, um, as I'm, I'm, I'm pondering this thought, um, a friend of mine is walking up the steps and he, he trips, but he catches himself. So naturally, you know what we do when we trip, right? We get our little bounce back. Have you ever tripped it and then get that little jog in like, you know, like if nothing happened? Am I right? How many have done that before, you know? And, and you just keep straight and, and just hope to God that no one's seen you. Well, in this case, obviously if I'm saying it, it's because I what? Saw it. So, I, I, I and, and as we do when we witness something like this, we, we act like we don't see it. You know, so I, st- I got a straight face and start looking forward so that I don't, um, you know, I don't kind of, him. he's already embarrassed, you know, so I didn't see it. That's all I'm saying today. So he won't be seeing this video. Um, so as I started to walk away, it started to come to me. I'm speaking on how God speaks to us in unusual ways. And I kind of got the message. Happens to be that my sermon is called what? Step up. And I heard the Lord told me. And I think this embarks what we've been speaking about, grace and mercy, this past month or several months, I heard we may trip in our journey or we may come short, we may sin, but we get back up because of grace and mercy. We get up with a vengeance and it may seem no one is watching, but God is watching us. We'll get back up and mount on the wings 
of God. And we will get up stronger as before because we will be able to soar as high as an eagle. But nevertheless, it's necessary for us to trip in order to be able to experience God's grace and mercy. If we don't trip, we will be called angels. But we have something that the angels don't have. Angels were created to worship and to work. They don't have grace and mercy because there's no space in what they were created for. But us, humans, believers, can call on the name of the Lord at any given type, time, place. We can call on him and his mercy. There is salvation. There is power in grace and in his mercy. And this is why I chose these um, verses with, 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 in which I'm going to speak about today. And I'm going to break it down just a little bit. It's a simple message because I believe that it's already told to us that God is basically telling us, irregardless if we tripped, irregardless if we've come short of his glory, he has the power to restore us and to bring us back to the place where we first started. Hallelujah. So I thought it necessary for us to speak about a story in the scriptures where you see God's grace and mercy where someone has come short of his glory. The night that Jesus would be arrested, he was telling the disciples what was about to occur. But we know, obviously, through what we read this morning is that uh, this Peter said, uh, or quick, quick acting, cursing Peter, just said, no, we will not allow this to happen in other versions. But here it says, I will not deny you. But we'll see differently. Then Jesus said to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd." And the sheep of the flock will be scattered. The verse that will support that is Isaiah 53, 6. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. It said, it is written. It is written. For God knows everything. He is the beginning, the end, the alpha, the omega. And everything, everything between our birth and our death, he already knows it. So if he spoke it, it must come to pass. And in this case, now we see that um, he's telling the disciples, on count of me, on the count of me, on the count of the, the difficulties that I will have tonight, you will scatter. He spoke to all of them, all 12 of them. But yet, the one was bold enough to contradict the word of a living God.
And the scriptures reminds us and says that we all come short of the glory of God. All of us, from the pulpit to the back, to whoever's driving on the highway right now and passing this building, we all come short of the glory of God. We all go astray. We all go our own ways. But the Lord's mercy is the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Those shortcomings were up on the cross with our Savior Jesus Christ because he knew exactly what was to happen to each and every one of us in our nature. But after I've been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered and said to him, even if you are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. He knew and he was confident that Jesus wasn't saying the truth. Because that's what it boils down to. It boils down to him, his word, and Peter saying what you're saying is not true. He contested. The divine word of God. But the Bible tells us in Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction. A hearty, hearty spirit before a fall. Pride and knowing it all, God detests it's important for us as a church and as individuals, always know. You know how we say, Father knows best, parents knows best, God knows best. And if he speaks it and if he said it, it will come to pass. Sometimes in those scenarios in our lives, what we ought to do is just zip it. If you hear a word, if you hear God tugging at your heart, if God is leading you in some way, we naturally say, well, that's impossible. Sometimes God has called us to do great things. And it's in our heart because the God that we, we pray to and we sing to knows what's best for us, knows how he's going to use us. But it's simple for us to say, no, that can't happen with me. But God is able to move mountains just with a prayer. She's praising the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes, huh? Praise the Lord. So he was a proud man. He knew it all. But it comes, it reminds me of, 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 of Job when he started to auto-righteous himself in knowing that I did nothing wrong. I'm, I, I've been perfect. But God brought to his mind, where were you when I brought separation between the land and the water? Where were you in the creation? See, just when we think we know it all, God will show up and show out and show us that he's divine, that everything is under the control of his voice. And as a matter of fact, if he spoke something into your life of how he's going to use you when you decide to step up, if he made a donkey speak, 
And if he used uh, a, a, a fish, right, can he do it with us? But we have to step up. Step up and say, here I am. As Isaiah said in, in, in the vision, I believe in chapter 6 of the book of Isaiah when he said, send me. Jesus said unto him, Assuredly, I say to you that this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. Even if I have to die, I will not deny you. And his actions did differently. Our actions in life, we also deny Christ. Our, thir- our, our thought process at times denies God. As I mentioned, our actions Our words deny God. But he said it. We all will come short of the glory of God. Peter, you will deny me three times. Peter, you will deny me. Not once, not twice, but three times. Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. His word will come to pass, not only in the life of Peter, but in our lives. If he said it, it will happen. And this is Peter's not denying, according to him. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he wept. And he went outside and wept bitterly. I would say to Peter, stop tripping. I don't know if you guys know what Tripping means, it, but in the inner city, it's, 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 it's used in a way of stop crying. You know, just, just stop. Just stop it. Tripping. Stop tripping, Peter. Stop tripping. You're crying. Peter, you're crying. You, you know and you realize that you've come short, but that's not still going to stop what I have for you in your life. I'm going to use you regardless of you denying me. Church, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, no matter what shortcoming you've had, God still has the power to use you. Stop tripping and stop allowing the enemy to lie to you because you still are a diamond in the rough. Sometimes we look at great pictures, but in in the backyard you may find a diamond. 
women, I don't know, in the mountains, you go hiking or so forth. Something that looks dull, but when you shake it off, when you clean it, something bright eventually comes out. That's our lives. We do become a little hardened by our actions. And sometimes the enemy utilizes that. And we even utilizes that. You utilize that to stop us from stepping up to where God has called us to. There is talents in this church. There are talents that are not being used because you may find yourself insufficient. You may be doing exactly what Peter did, crying or saying how I am not worthy. Stop tripping. Stand up to the plate because you are the diamond that God wants to use to bring salvation to one, two, or three people or to use your life to bless others. But as long as we continue to stand on our past and continue to weep over and over over the same thing, when Christ's blood was shed in Calvary, made you a new creation, behold, the old passes away. You are a child of the king. You need to walk as a child of a king. You need to square off your shoulders as a child of a king and walk in your purpose because there is a destiny. You know that man had to walk up the step to get to the destination of that day. That was called work. And in this lifetime, hallelujah, we also have to move up from glory to glory. And as we move up, we will trip. We will come short. We will be tired because the steps may be um, like the um, Philadelphia Art Museum where Rocky went up high and, and difficult to get to at times. But if you continue in knowing that your purpose is before you, stand up. Stop tripping and allow God to use you in the fashion that he's called you to be used like. Hallelujah. How many can praise the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Stop tripping. Stop tripping. Stop tripping. But he didn't know what was before him. If God wrote it, it came to pass. If it's spoken, it will come to be. Later on, if, if Peter would have stood on just that um, purpose or that moment in his life, he would have never moved forward. But God still had a divine plan. Yes, we can give credit to the enemy when we stumble at times. But we can also give credit to our, our own minds and our own decisions that we make. Now, this man called Peter, he went from denying Christ three times. He went from weeping and crying to, in the book of Acts, chapter 2. I'm going to get closer to my wife in the phone right there. <laughs> you know, I have to get away from my notes a little bit. But Peter, if he only would have stood on his negative part of his walk in Christ, he would have never reached his purpose. As I mentioned, we all have a purpose. That This life is a, a, a series of steps that we have to walk up to our destiny. We will trip. We will fall. But you will catch yourself. And you will do like I said earlier. You will trip, fall, and go into your jog and act like if nothing happened. Meaning, let it go. Let the past be the past. Stand in your purpose. And the purpose is a plan that comes from God. 
So we have to ask, where is it, Lord? If you don't know your purpose outside of serving the Lord and seeking his face and his righteousness, the scriptures are to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things shall be added unto you. We have to ask God, what is my purpose? How many here are still searching? How many here know where, what their purpose is in the gospel? You can raise your hand really quick. It's okay. He knows it. Amen, 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 amen. You know your purpose. And if you don't, it's okay. Ask and you shall receive. Call and he will answer. Knock and he will open. Seek him and you shall find him. Find your place in this walk. Find your call. Find your purpose so that your prayers can be uniquely answered. Many professionals are in this room. You wanted to be a doctor? There's some doctors here. Well, that's your calling. The question, because you knew where you needed to go, you prepared well to get to your destiny. So, once you know what God has called you to, it may seem like it's an impossible. Some of us may want to be pastors. Some of us may want to be missionaries. It seems far away. It seems difficult. But the God that we know has the power and the authority to give you what you need to get to the expected place for him to use you according to his calling in your life. So if you and I come to church, simply coming to church, all of us, are destituted to a calling in this walk. But it's up to you to seek and find. And God may be speaking to you in so many different ways, and you're not looking at the picture. You're not looking at those simple situations. Uh, I was spoken to, as I mentioned, through God, I mean, by God, through an individual that tripped. Something as simple as tripping, something as simple as a, a set of stairs, God's been probably speaking to you. But you, even myself at times, have not been still long enough to see that God is speaking to us even in a whisper. Praise the Lord. Now, the verse says, So those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. His first sermon, ear-cutting, lying, cursing, individual, that may not have seemed that he can be used by God. God cleaned them up as you would with that diamond in the brush or in the dirt and gave it value. But the church, we have to let go of our past. I won't say it won't come to mind because it does come to mind. Trust me, I got enough baggage in my life. But I go back to, if God said it, 
it will come to pass. No matter the length of time. But if God said it, it will come to pass. 30 years, believe it or not, I've been in ministry. 30 years. From prisons to street ministry to working with men, motivating them and reaching them through sports. 30 years. I must say, I've been called to quite a few areas, but I've always known that there's something missing. It may be that we are going many years in this walk and still trying to figure it out. But if it took Jesus 30 years to start his ministry, who are we to complain? It may be that your trips and your falls may be your best school. Your trips and your falls may be that place that God is receiving true prayers. As I mentioned the last sermon, that if it wasn't for those difficult moments, we probably wouldn't even know God right now. If it wasn't for those hardships, we would not have true conversations with the living God that we serve. So we ought to, as the Bible says, give thanks in all things. Because all things work for a good for those that what? Love him. How many love the Lord? Amen. Praise the Lord. How many love the Lord? Just like that blank screen. I thought I was going to get another screen. But there's even conversation in the, in the darkness of our lives. God speaks to us more loudly when there's nothing going on in our lives. He speaks to us in those dark moments. Those moments where we can't say a word. All we need to do is step up and stop tripping. Get over it. We have every excuse why we shouldn't and why we can't. Stop tripping. God has a plan for your life. I want him to use me as he's using the amazing team that we have every Saturday. The amazing team that we have here at Calvary Vision that sets up something as simple as peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with juice and crackers. They are walking. Our friends are walking in a dark screen, in a dark life, no purpose. They have no reason to be living. I interviewed one of our friends a couple weeks ago as and I'm speaking to her. As I'm speaking to her, I had questions because I need to know these things. No matter how hard it hurts and I was broken. She said, she said Ben, I, don't, I, want you to, I want you to know this, that my boyfriend didn't even know. I took in so much dope that I wanted to die. I didn't want to wake up. I couldn't even die. 
She says, I couldn't even die. I woke up. A dark moment, but yet even in that dark moment, God was with her. He brought her out, and I'm sure has a divine plan for her life. So she will eventually stop tripping. And she can be used in a mighty way to bring others to Christ. Her pain was so severe that she chose death over life. And God uses, in the dark screen of their lives, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to speak to them. Because God speaks to us in so many different ways. Through a trip, through a fish, through a donkey, through his creation. And that bag may be sufficient for them to feel the love that they're searching for. The void that they have in their lives and all they need is a little bit of light. That light comes through the love that fixed that fruit. See? It's so much more than the food. Because they realize. They realize that those bags put together with a bunch of goodies didn't come together by themselves. They came together because some men and women, some men and women that come to the table faithfully, some men and women that prepare food at 3, 4 in the morning just to feed, it doesn't get there by itself. Men and women that purchase things all through the week. Men and women that are coming together to call to make sure that everyone is going to show up. Men and women that travel long distances just to get to a place for people that have dark lives, which we call our friends, that receive life if only for a moment because we decided to step up. Step up. Stop tripping. And you will make a difference. You will make a difference. And several weeks ago, I, 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 I was asked to say uh, uh, a miracle that happened because my prayer is usually this. A lot of the times, I don't know, I'm Kevin and Angel, you guys see on my, on my uh, messages, I always say, Lord, give us a miracle. Have you seen that? Have you read that? We need a miracle. As we're closing, let me give you a, 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 few, a few insights of what stepping up produces. This man, young man, came as we were closing. He really was at the end of his life. He was end at the rope, end of the rope. He said, I don't know what drew me to this, to you this morning, but I was en route to take my own life. He said, I was about to take my last drink. And he was just weeping and weeping and weeping and weeping and weeping. I asked the group that was there to intercede in prayer, start praying. They started to pray as I ministered to him. 
were not on God's watch. From there, we took him to a treatment center. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Last week, we seen two of our friends that were walking around that had no shoes, literally no shoes. And what happens is when they pass out, they steal their, their sneakers or shoes and socks. So they're walking around, and their feet were, as, as you expect, walking in the streets. The one, we got them a pair of sneakers. We have a, 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 a location where we have sneakers and socks. Gave him some wipes, and he was able to clean his feet. No, she was able, she was able to, and I'm, I'm getting it backwards here. I'm sorry. A lack of sleep is doing that to me. Um, when he came, he asked for a pair of sneakers. One guy, I gave him sneakers. The second guy was there and the same situation. And my nephew, who's a pastor, when I went to get his sneakers, he tapped, him on his, he tapped me on the shoulder. He said, don't get no sneakers. What size are you? The guy said, I'm a ten and a half. My nephew said, don't go for the sneakers. He literally took his own sneakers off and his socks off. The man's feet cleaned his feet, put them on, took off his sneakers and socks and put it on the man's feet. He stepped it up. And that man's life would probably be forever changed. And there were new sneakers. There wasn't no, there were nice sneakers. Kevin, you're a witness to that. There were good sneakers, expensive sneakers. That's purpose. The other young lady, same situation. I had some extra sneakers in the car with, with some socks. And I, as I gave them to her, they gave her wipes. And I seen two of our team members get on their knees. And they started to wash the feet of this woman. And they put a pair of sneakers on her feet. And trust me, it was a difficult situation because the feet were not pretty at, at all. But when you choose to step it up, when you choose to step it up, there's nothing that you won't do for the Lord Jesus Christ. People's lives will be transformed through eternity. But the first thing we need to do is stop tripping. Because no matter what has happened in your life, God has a divine plan for you. And you will rejoice in knowing that he's not through with you yet. <clears throat>